Hey everyone, just a quick note that I am traveling while we recorded this episode, so my sound is a little imperfect, (laughs) Um, but hopefully not too bad. Enjoy! Welcome to Feminists Without Mystique, a podcast where we process politics, sex, and the unrelenting firehose of bullshit in the news through an unapologetically feminist lens. Each week we begin by venting about the news, go deep on one important issue, call out terrible things happening below the top headlines in a segment called We See You, and then we'll end with something hopeful. And just a reminder, if you're enjoying us to rate, review, subscribe, recommend us, it really helps other people discover us and we welcome feedback or communication on our social media, FWM podcast on Twitter and Facebook, and Feminists Without Mystique on Insta. And you can support us on Ko-fi. Here we are. Is everything bigger over there? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I am recording my end from San Antonio, Texas, um, visiting uh, my boyfriend's family and um, you know what's interesting, um, aside from there being no masks anywhere um, in sight as soon as you, as soon as you leave, yeah. um, <laughs> is also that based on the laws here, you know, if someone knew hypothetically that we we're at a podcast advocating, you know, a woman's right to choose and I could maybe be sued like under the law here for, and then responsible for other people's legal fees. Like right. it's a very odd time to be uh, in this state, um, in the great state of Texas. Uh, yeah, someone could make a pretty penny off you aiding and abetting. I know. <laughs> aiding and abetting. Cause you could just broadly construe that, that portion of the law. And as it, it's, it still stands right now. I mean, the Supreme court has not bothered to overturn it or, tell it to pause for five seconds um so it is something that I think about it feels a little out there but not mm-hmm. that out there there's a lot of people on the internet with time on their hands people got time on their hands um you know or if you were oops you're like a little you're pregnant you know and mm-hmm. it's like oh shoot I'm gonna die unless they take this thing out of me this thing mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. then you die in Texas you know mm. but <laughs> <laughs> we're just uh yeah we're in a really optimistic place here mentally um mm. no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah no it's nice to be here interpersonally nice to see his mm. family and I'm excited to just be here and be like like that whole that whole part of it's really nice and we're gonna see a ton of tis the season for like tons of Oscar nominated movies this is gonna be all good um, but it is it is unfortunate that like in this country and we'll get into it, but like just there's so much to consider like when you go state to state that there actually are real differences in protection of women, protection of voting rights, protection of you know, public public health measures. Um, it, everything is different state by state, and um, that can either depend depending on where you are politically, that's like either exciting to you and liberating or um threatening yeah. and scary. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. And it's always yeah. I feel like nowadays with pandemic life, it's just exciting to be somewhere else. Um oh yeah. You know, yeah. Minus the the scary <laughs> things there. Thankfully I have an IUD in so I'm feeling personally mm-hmm. protected. 
Thank you so much. Love that journey for you. Many thanks, Planned Parenthood, for your continued support of my life. (laughs) Planned Parenthood, they sell fetuses. They don't. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Um, yeah. So oh, how are you doing over there, my oh. full-term queen? <laughs> oh, you know, just just tighten still. Uh, hit 39 weeks pregnant yesterday, which is wow. a long time of this yeah. happening. Um, and mm-hmm. there's this little, like, so there are these like <clears throat> pregnancy things where it's like week by week they tell you like what vegetable or fruit your baby's the size of and it's like on average every everyone's different mm-hmm. but I like the one that tells you what animal and um this week I hit domestic short hair cat I saw uh, that <laughs> yeah so that's been exciting mm-hmm. for me to know that I'm I mean I know she's not literally a cat <laughs> so I've seen the ultrasound she's a human baby um but pretty crazy um yeah. feeling quite pregnant um because yeah. i'm due next saturday at 40 weeks is when people are due yeah. so <laughs> just i guess any day oh. it's very weird it's very surreal still that like there's a human inside of me and then she's gonna be like mm-hmm. outside of me yeah and i'm gonna just like worry about her for the rest of my life yeah um, yeah, and she's gonna be like, and I'm like, who is she? You know, who is she? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's happening. I feel like shit, but I, um, but it's fine. I mean, <laughs> I finished. <laughs> I'm on maternity leave now. Yay! Um, yeah, 19th was my last day of work um, mm-hmm. before leave, so that was that feels good. Um, mm-hmm. And that's part of why I'm hoping she comes on or after her due date. So I have some like time to do. I have things, I have things to do mm-hmm. and I'd like yeah. to sleep and things. Um, but yeah, overall just feeling, uh, feeling like a hot pile of shit, but, uh, <laughs> you know, looking, looking forward to meeting her, but also like stay in there a bit yeah. longer miss. Um, yeah. But I'm getting a lot of massages from my husband that's good so that's good he got me a lush bath bomb which is good they're so ex- i was like gonna buy some for myself because i've been taking i've been taking so many fucking baths you can't take yeah. them too hot when you're pregnant but i've been uh. taking every, every, like i shower every other day and then i bath every other day and i wanted to get lush bath bombs because they're the best ones mm-hmm. like eight dollars a bomb like yeah it's a real splurge it's a real splurge and they are better than the other ones though yeah. And then I like did some research to try to find like some other brand of bath bombs that are really good. And it was like, mm-hmm. I think it was New York Times that did a, <laughs> let's get into bath bombs, that yeah. did like a, re- a comprehensive review of bath bombs. And they're like, Lush is by far the best. They invented bath bombs, apparently. And they're oh, like, if you've wow. never tried Lush, you can try this brand. But if you have, you'll know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> So You're extreme. like I've known Lush since the beginning. I mean, you've been a Lush a Lushite. <laughs> I have, and it's like I don't like, buy it much because it's mm-hmm. like I can't an eight dollar bath. Right, good Lord. Um, so Close that up. I know I haven't bought a Lush bath bomb in I don't know since college maybe, mm-hmm. but I remember them anyway. All yeah. to say, uh, I have one Lush bath bomb. Maybe use it tonight. Yeah. Know? 
yeah. my bougie $8 bath. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So I know you said you have like things to, or like things that you want to do in the next week, just like before, hopefully before she comes. Um, one of the things you accomplished last night, which uh, feels be relatable is the oh, Cheesecake course. Factory. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know that I would be leaving. I think leaving the house, I count leaving the house for any reason as an accomplishment at this point. Um, I think that's fair. Yes, I did yeah. accomplish going to going to a mall <laughs> to go to a cheesecake factory. And I went grocery yeah. shopping. Um, wow. The heroism. Was... I mean, that's that's a lot. You yeah. went into the store? I went into the store. We went down yeah. all kinds of aisles and mm-hmm. um, had to keep telling charlie to slow down yeah because <laughs> yeah. i'm usually a fast walker but now it's just like every step is is painful and uh Ugh. you know so we, we went to the grocery store and then we went to the mall um yeah which oh god i used to think malls were fun but it's just uh-uh. depressing now they're awful um but we did go to cheesecake there was a 45 minute wait for cheesecake whoa factory. And still <laughs> i know and it was like 4 30 <laughs> it's like oh my god because i haven't had cheesy i don't go to cheese it's not like a place i go but i've just really been thinking about their fried mac and cheese balls for months um and so we went and had that i had this fish that was basically just i think they literally melted like a stick of butter on it but that mm-hmm. works for me yeah charlie's burger was like cold in the middle so oh no but he didn't like want another one mm-hmm. he was full from like the mac all the things and so the server comes over and she's like did you not like it and he was just like uh, i mean and she's like you can be honest with me he's like, oh that's nice yeah she and he's like it's i mean it's cold in the middle and you know but it's okay and she's like no it's a rest we're a restaurant <laughs> <laughs> but that's nice of her yeah she was really nice and she comped the burger and she gave us two um slices of cheesecake to go for free that's amazing yeah so i only had to pay for the mac and cheese balls a coke and uh and my fish everything else was comped i mean his burger should have been it was like not cooked but yeah that's that's a problem that's a problem yeah so he had kind of a sad cheesecake experience but i had a great um, he had a great time. I had, had butterfish and, <laughs> and butterfish, mac and cheese balls, uh, caramel apple cheesecake at home. Oh, um, yeah, yum! So it was, it was good because it's like we nice. don't know. I don't know when I'm going to eat out again. Yeah, because um, if she comes, I don't know. It's been yeah. a while, uh, which is not. It's you know I went plenty without eating out with the pandemic and stuff, but. Still, it's nice to just be able to sit and eat something and have someone bring it to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've been really appreciating that because with the pandemic, I did a lot of cooking and I really like, I I like cooking a lot. And it's been something that's, um, I have really, oops, who knew? Uh, (laughs) Alarm. I know. What was that even for? Uh, let's make sure there's no more other mystery alarms there. Um, with the pandemic, I was cooking a lot and I really like it almost because it's an excuse to not be anywhere near a screen um, for like however long you're cooking. But I was doing so much of it that yes, like now 
kind of stopping at the end of the day and thinking like, okay, I, I can't make a meal. I just can't. And I really don't want to order delivery. Let's just go and have someone make something nice and bring it to you. And it's, it is like just amazing how, uh, how like liberating that can feel. <laughs> it's such just, a treat, you know, it's, it's a real it's treat. A treat. Yeah. Know, so when my basic ass went to Cheesecake Factory and it was great. Last weekend we went to PF Chang's same mall. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the burbs. I'm in the burbs. I've You're been, I've been, and I've been craving just like those. I mean, PF Chang's, yeah. I will say, is like those lettuce wraps. It hits a spot. I, I enjoy it. I like PF um, Chang's. Yeah. Normally I'm a fan of like local, <laughs> but, um, Sometimes you just want to like something kind of shitty, but like <laughs> in a regular and a pretty big serving, uh, or yeah. like I don't know, I, I like the portions of these places. Yeah, I just want a pile, <laughs> a pile of slop. Because <laughs> I got more butterfish in the fridge, you know. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a two meal situation, so. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what else is on the list for this week? That's kind of like, um, what's the like top couple of things that you would, you want to do? And then are there other sort of things that are like, if I have the energy? Um, well, there's some things I have to so I have, I still have virtual clinical hours to finish. So I'm going to spend mm. today doing, <laughs> so I have some like not fun things to do, mm, but I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah. I'd like to get this done before she arrives. Um, and then yeah. just be totally done. Mm-hmm. um let's so do that today i'm gonna we're going to um put up the christmas tree which oh good it's or, I know people are like, it's not even thanksgiving yet <laughs> fuck off let me Please. live my life like oh it's so cool to to be judgmental about decorations but yeah the logic it, normally we do wait till after thanksgiving but i want to participate and if i'm yeah. like coming home bleeding out of my vagine and <laughs> in a bunch of pain with a newborn i'm not gonna be like let's deck the halls yeah um so i want to get it done so that we have it up and i can participate yeah um so we're gonna do that tonight which i'm excited for and just general i'm not gonna put up the lights outside i'm gonna um manage charlie Mm -hmm. (laughs) direct direct him where they go direct um, the show I'm gonna direct the show there, so I'm excited. I like I like festive things and mm-hmm. you know all the Christmas decorations and all that stuff. So I'm excited for, to get that done. Um, have all the baby things we need, which is good. <laughs> not yeah. Put, have the car seat in the car now, um, oh. which is weird because we're driving. I'm like, oh, there's gonna be a baby in there. Yeah. It's gonna be in there. Um, yeah. But other than that, I mean, I've got prenatal appointments i i want to see i want to see house of gucci yeah Um, i haven't seen a movie in theaters in i don't know i feel like i've had to have seen something since lion king 40x wow yeah i don't know um (laughs) i don't know yeah so that was like summer of 2019 it was a long time ago there had been something since then but i I missed the movies and i'm boosted um Mm -hmm. oh that's good so i'd like to see that and yeah we were talking before the before the (laughs) recording about how lady yaga was method acting (laughs) for it um which i just like picturing (laughs) 
but I don't know. I just I want to see it. I want to see that one. And there's other stuff yeah. to see too. But that's yeah. the one where I'm like, ooh, I want to. I want to. So we're gonna try yeah. that. Um, other than that, just like sleeping, um, because I haven't. You know, I've been working obviously, and then when the baby comes, I hear uh, you're awake a lot. Um, yeah. So I'm just wanting to get, you know, my last week of sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a while. Cause even after they're done being like tiny potatoes, kids get up early, man. Yeah. And they're like ready when they get up. Yeah. Just wake up at like five or six and they're just like, I'm a person. <laughs> Let's do it. Where's my breakfast? <laughs> so sleeping, taking baths, finishing my virtual clinical hours, which it's fine. They're like these little virtual people uh-huh. that you that are admitted to the hospital in your computer. Oh, uh-huh. And you um it's cool cuz you can like you like oscill like you listen to their sounds and it's like accurate to what you hear and you can like mm. see their wounds and things. Oh wow. Um so yeah, it's pretty it's pretty high tech. Uh cool. High tech stuff. So it's kind of fun. Um Yeah. But I have to get some more of that done and uh yeah, fun stuff. I don't, I don't know. Look for, I want to look for presents for people for Christmas. Oh, yeah. I don't know how much time and energy I'm going to have. Yeah. Closer to Christmas time. That's fun to, fun to shop. Yeah. <laughs> Online. I'm not going to the fucking mall. No more mall. <laughs> no more. No more mall. But, Cheesecake um, factory is the last time. <laughs> it's the last hurrah. Um, yeah, maybe some other eat, some, maybe eat something else out in the world if, if we are able. Yeah. Um, but like there's this Mexican place nearby that has really good nachos, but I also don't want to like eat those and then go into labor and just like have the weirdest shit during delivery. <laughs> <laughs> just like ruin all their lives. Um, so I'm trying to be conscientious oh. about what I eat. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's a whole random stress that I had never even considered. Yeah, because you're oh probably no. going to shit yourself during labor and like, what What do you want to bring to the table? <laughs> like, what smells and textures do you want to oh introduce my gosh. to the room? Um, wow. But like, how realistic is it that you're like, I just had a mixed green salad and some almond milk. Like, no. It's going to be something, but you know... Like I can do some damage control with like not <laughs> extra cheese nachos and jalapenos <laughs> and sour cream and I don't really tolerate lactose well, but yeah, <laughs> figured meh. We'll see. So, oh my gosh, trying to be thoughtful toward um toward my team there. Uh, <laughs> and hey, maybe I won't poop on the table. Says everyone. Everyone fucking poops on the table. They don't tell you. Oh. They don't tell you. They don't tell yeah, you. Yeah, I guess why. Yeah, yeah. They just wipe I it away, don't. stealth style. But Ugh. if I had nachos, I would like. I know if I feel like the smell. Anyway, You'd smell it. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's like I when I was in nursing school, I watched a couple dozen births, and they all pooped. Mm, they all did. And like, almost none of them knew. Oh. So yeah. yeah. I'm thinking I'm. Gonna be- pooping but it's fine like in the scheme of things it's not a big deal i'm just trying to be thoughtful yeah about what poop i poop you don't want it to be a nacho grande right because also like <laughs> that's gonna be a lot of cleanup um oh my god like it just keeps coming or something right <laughs> <laughs> i 
I don't want to like poop all over my baby. Feel bad. Oh, oh you want to hear something gross? Uh, yeah. Unlike this. Yeah. <laughs> then we can get into something else. But there's something called. This isn't the gross part. I mean, my, some people might think oh. it is, but there's something called a mucus plug, which <laughs> it's basically like this like mucusy thing that covers like your cervix, and sometime mm-hmm. before labor, you lose it. Uh-huh. Um. And it's just like a big ball of slime, essentially. This isn't the gross part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's this woman in one of my little prego groups, and she was talking. She's like, yeah, I was I was waiting for the mucus plug to came out. It never came out. What happened was her fucking baby ate it on the way out. But she figured oh. out when this baby had the weird, like a crazy poop, like a little blobfish, and she like took them into like, the hospital. She's like, what is this? And they figured out, oh, your baby straight up ate your mu- it's like the size of a golf ball you just like fucking oh my god on the way out like, <laughs> god disgusting humans are so fucking gross it's so up- gross isn't that awful That's just your baby ate your mucus plug yeah <sighs> so anyway the miracle of life <laughs> wow i mean i guess it really is a miracle and the fact yeah. that you could eat that and then like also not like i mean if you're a ba- like i'm just baby imagining just- yeah like um, your like, baby, did you like... enjoy it and sometimes they poop in you on the way out which i'm hoping this Frankie wow. doesn't do because i just i just don't want baby what happens shit then inside me like you just you know just in you not just forever because you're gonna be yeah. like bleeding for like four to six weeks and clearing out your oh, uterus and you still have to deliver the placenta after so yeah um the poop will come out yeah but it's uh certainly gross oh my god yeah it's all gross. <sighs> childbirth pregnancy it's all disgusting it's absolutely disgusting yeah yeah oh man like i can't believe movies. that's like in your week in like that's like I this know. week hopefully not all of that but <laughs> yeah i will want updates on the mucus plug you know yes uh, you can lose that because once you lo- it like can start regenerating quickly, so sometimes you lose it like a few days before, sometimes it's like right before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still plugged, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Unless she just reached down and ate it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow, wow. Sometimes wow. the placenta doesn't come out in one piece, and the doctor has to go in with their gloved hand and, and scrape out your uterus. That's what. Aaron Gloria Ryan was talking about, and I was like, "Yucky! Oh no, excruciatingly painful." Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm hoping, <laughs> hoping my placenta comes out in one piece, so I don't get scraped out. Um, <laughs> that does sound, that hope. sounds traumatic. That sounds yeah. traumatic. Yeah, yeah. So we're just hoping for a peaceful Zen delivery where no one poops in me, no one has to reach into me too much, and. Uh, you know the miracle of life oh my god it just seems like there's so many yeah oh man just lots of mm -hmm. at least a few things have to like go kind of awry you know like it Mm -hmm. can't just go perfectly but if something weird i mean i guess if something weird has to happen she can eat my plug (laughs) (laughs) fine Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe it. I do hope it's next week, though, for you, to, like, because selfishly, because I'll, like, be back in Seattle. But also, yeah. you know, I think, like, it'll, it will be cool to have a December baby. 
Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. Wintry. That's like wintry, seasonal, like, you know, mm. a lot. It does seem like there's, you know, yeah. I'm thinking I have a lot of friends who are born in November. Lots of November birthdays. Yeah. So December uh, kind of differentiates a bit. Yeah, um, I don't want her to be a basic November bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just my daughter yeah. so winter Rudely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all my all my boring november birthday friend no, some of the best people so that's also so really it could go it could be uh either way it's going to be great because november's a, you know some of the best What's people wrong are born with in november november <laughs> i know i'm like what am i even saying now i've literally just no, like, I feel like in class, like you know what in I elementary mean? school and stuff, they'd have like the birthday chart in November would just be like, whoa, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, February, I think is, I think that's like Valentine's babies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. February. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, huh? <laughs> just <laughs> pause for math. <laughs> Hold, please. <laughs> Technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah we'll see she'll arrive at some point i know december 1st would be cute i feel like yeah that would be Um, cute because i also it's like i don't want to i want her to be born around her due date a little later sounds good i don't want to wait too long because like i'm over being pregnant but um, yeah i also she's she's good in there you know (laughs) yeah yeah she'll stay in through stay in through thanksgiving kind of Mm -hmm. weekend you know that's the goal yeah yeah we'll talk to her to do yeah, Frankie, did you hear that? Yeah. Uh, if you get hungry, just munch on my plug. <laughs> <laughs> It'll regenerate. You can just keep snacking on it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Well, you are thankfully on maternity leave <laughs> right yes. now, she which is. is great. Uh, and something that a lot of, you know, a lot of women in this country and men with paternity leave, we just don't really give it as a, uh, it's not, there's no national policy. No. Um, we're no. kind of alone in in, um, in terms of like the rankings of richest countries or whatever, whatever that means. But I mean, it means money and this country has a lot of it and it, you know, we are basically the only country that doesn't provide any paid maternity leave. Yeah, it's batshit. It's like you can have unpaid leave if you work for a company that's large enough, but that's like all. <laughs> right. And all people are like unpaid. I mean, I'm, I-, I couldn't <laughs> do that. Yeah. Maybe take a week. Right. With unpaid. Like. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Which means, like you say, women are literally bleeding for six weeks. Six weeks. So you're going back to work with like diapers. Yeah, straight up diapers. Too much for your pads, and you can't use tampons. Straight up diaping. They oh. do make the diapers like cute, allegedly. <laughs> like, ooh, it's like panties. No, girl, it's a diaper. Um... <laughs> it's like panties. <laughs> Ooh, but if it's too much for a pad, nothing's cute about that. I mean, no, it's... it's a lot of bleeding and a lot of pain. And it's like the the time for just like physical baseline, like physical recovery, not including hormones, not including all kinds of things is like six weeks for vaginal birth, eight weeks for C-section. And that's mm. just to like 
get to a place where a doctor would clear you to like do normal quote-unquote normal activities mm-hmm. um like you can start exercising again you can start but you're still a hot fucking mess even right. at that point but like a week out <laughs> oh no 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 it's like for the first two weeks almost like literally almost every human who gives birth has if it went on longer it would be like a postpartum mood disorder it's like your hormones are so fucking insane because they go from the highest they've ever been mm. to the lowest they've ever been mm. um which has a lot of um emotional effects but also physical you mm-hmm. lose a third of your hair <laughs> what yeah just all kinds of shit happens in your what? body you have night sweats often like you'll just like have chills all night because the hormones um it's a fucking disaster wow yeah and baby newborns need to eat like every two hours so you don't like it's brutes brutes and so when there's I'm still not, learning it's been the since <laughs> since college with you i learned new things about childbirth <laughs> i'm still learning i love i love teaching you about your messy know, the pooping and the tearing <laughs> i know you really did the tearing thing i was like i had not know. you just casually that? dropped that one night we were like school alert you shit yourself i was like wait a second you turned your asshole excuse me what (laughs) not always but you can um (laughs) most most people don't tear all the way to their asshole but it happens Um, it happens (laughs) what's that one called is that called the third degree tear it's like there are third and there's first to fourth degree tears and fourth degree is the worst where you're just like (laughs) a hole a complete hole you're just you're just, just a black hole man um first degree, tear, <laughs> first degree tear is when sometimes you don't even need stitches sometimes it's just like a stitch yeah um second degree it's like all right now we're getting the muscle um of of your perineum and whatnot you're getting internal um third Ooh. degree even deeper fourth degree <laughs> what's left oh um, <laughs> So we'll see. I'm fingers crossed for first degree. <laughs> almost everyone has some degree of just like 90 something percent of, of people who give birth have tearing of some variety. Anyway, fingers crossed. <laughs> I keep my fingers crossed for you. And I'm also just like, I can't, you know, obviously you can't see us because it's a podcast, but my face, my hands are all over my face. I'm just like, oh my God. Well, then what do you think about that? And you think about how almost every person has tearing to some degree and you think about postpartum recovery. That's right. part of it too, is like, there are things you need to do to take care of your perineum and so a lot of women start having like hemorrhoids like during like all the pressure that's happening and so you're supposed to be like icing yourself and taking your butt like... <laughs> your butt your butt <laughs> like your whole the whole region from vag to uh, ass the the, per- okay. the perineal region okay um, you're icing it you're sitting in what they call sits baths which is like a little it's, it's like a little bin you put over your toilet and you put yeah. it's kind of like Epsom salts in it and you sit in it just to yeah. help with the swelling and um oh. and the pain um and if you've had to have a c-section for some reason there's all sorts of stuff that goes with that as well um and yeah just uh, a lot of a lot of pain and um just like major major recovery plus 
hormonal issues. Plus, there's also a human baby here now who needs a lot of things. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's important to have this leave. They um, in Britain, they Britain. Did, <laughs> they did research that it takes women um, or people who give birth a full year to recover psychologically. Um, and fortunately for them, they're offered up to 39 paid weeks off, which is just for some mm. comparison. <laughs> like yeah. Fighting, what, are we back to fighting for four weeks here? Um, yeah, God. <laughs> and, I mean, it being good for people who give birth should be, like, enough. And also, in general, like, we're not talking about paid medical leave broadly. We're talking about maternity, paternity leave. But mm-hmm. um, they're often bundled up together and paid medical leave is really important too for mm-hmm. you know people who are experiencing something like cancer or hey a covid long hauler or mm-hmm. um you get into an accident things where you're not able to work because of something medical um mm-hmm. so that all gets wrapped up in the same legislation generally and we also support that but we're not talking about that because i'm pregnant okay <laughs> you know, talking me. about something specific and something that is Honestly, it's like when you do just like sit back and think about how this isn't covered at all. Um, it's it cuts to the core of how we don't really value women or the family the way that again, like there's all those conservative values about women and family, <laughs> and this is like this would be the first step in showing that maybe right you care at all about what you're saying. Right, it's like these people who are quote unquote pro life. <laughs> like mm, it's paid maternity leave improves maternal and infant health um and decreases rates of infant mortality um there are all kinds of it decreases risks of postpartum mood disorders which includes postpartum depression there's kind of a move away from the language of postpartum depression because um Mm. there's depression as part of there's also other issues that can arise in the postpartum period severe anxiety and panic disorders and things like that so um Mm -hmm. but that's reduced um for mothers who are able to take paid leave their chances of being re-hospitalized are reduced by more than half the likelihood of their infants being re-hospitalized in the first year is reduced by almost half um twice as likely to have more success in managing stress engaging in regular exercise um, and that among heterosexual couples, paid leave for fathers is also good for everybody. It in- improves bonding between the parents and the baby, um, decreases issues um, of health, including mental health with the mother, and improves the child's overall development. And that's for, it's not just the period of time where you're taking leave. Um, mm-hmm. It's longer term which is um, important, obviously. So it's maternity and maternity leave like have good, um, good impacts on the health of everybody, basically. Like, yeah. In a number of ways. Um, and it is like the length of leave matters too. It's like when you're under eight weeks of leave, it's mm-hmm. not nearly as impactful as when you start to get past that point. Mm-hmm. so four weeks I guess is a start but we need really 12 is like let's at least do that you know let's at least do that and apparently providing 12 weeks right. of paid parental leave 
would conservatively lead to 600 fewer infant deaths per year. And that's wow. like a conservative measure. Um, wow. Yeah. And um, unpaid leave is only associated with reductions in infant mortality and premature birth for college-educated married mothers because most people can't afford to take <laughs> unpaid leave. Yeah. So it doesn't really help if you can't take it. Um Right. You know? You're not incentive. I mean, there's no incentive. Like you need, you're incentivized to, you have to be making money. And if you have absolutely no leeway, you're just going to be going back with like a bleeding vagina and a, you know, and no sleep and no support. Um, right. And it's like, if you wanted to breastfeed your child, which there are um, a lot of benefits to, which sidebar, mm-hmm. no shame if you're not breastfeeding. There's a lot of weird, like, mommy guilt yeah. things about like oh you're formula feeding there's nothing wrong with formula mm-hmm. feeding but if you're choosing to breastfeed and you're able to breastfeed um there are a lot of benefits to that but you can't do that if you're working like you have to be regularly there's a whole there's a whole mess of shit that goes into it but basically if you have to go right back to work you can't really successfully um breastfeed unless you're working somewhere that you're able to like sneak and do it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. That's another little uh, another little thing to keep in mind is feeding the babe. Um, and <clears throat> paid leave is also good for benef- uh, for benefiting businesses themselves, improves worker retention and productivity without increasing operating costs. Mm. Um, so it's literally <laughs> it's good for the humans and the places that they work. So why can't we yeah. have this? federally right it doesn't it's good in all ways <laughs> so right right it's only beneficial babies so much right. per life per life per life but why can't we do these like very common sense things that are not rare in the world it wouldn't be like progressive on the global scale to do this it would just be catching up yeah i mean so depressing that almost nothing that we do would be progressive on the global stage. Anything that we do at this point that seems wild in the U S is like only catching up to other places. Um, I was, I was really, um, I thought it was fascinating how many, um, like, uh, statistics there are about the positive income, uh, positive outcomes for, um, more paid paternity leave. Um, like that, affects and as positively affects mothers, fathers, their relationship, their personal relationship, their family relationship. Um, like when, um, let's see, there was a study that said that, um, I think a study out of Sweden that's, um, said that couples where the father took even just a week or two of paternity leave were 26% more likely to stay married again for the family, for those like people who are always like, it's about the family, you know? Uh, I mean, this is like an over 25%, 26% more likely to stay married compared with couples in which the father took no leave. Um, and there's also report uh, studies that show that uh, the children are reportedly closer to their dads nine years later when you measure if those dads took paternity leave. Um, it boosts parenting experience and it actually has like an effect on um, men's brains and bodies and their hormones can shift before and after a child's birth. Um, and it evidence that the father's brain is um, responsive um, in a certain way to, 
to the childbirth process and to their like young week old child. Um, so I, I was thinking like that was kind of uh, just really interesting. Um, and I wish that all this, I mean, it is so disappointing that we're democratically controlled government right now and we can't pass any of this yet. I mean, like it's of course Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema's fault, but um, really, really disappointing because it's popular. It would be broadly popular um, and it shouldn't be so politicized. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of people <laughs> can agree that maternity there's there's less of a consensus on paternity leave i think from people who have very specific conservative ideals of like who should be doing what work um Mm -hmm. despite the fact that like you everything you reference paternity leave is really really valuable um Mm -hmm. and i guess my response to people who think it's unnecessary then don't take it if you know right you can go be a shitty dad it's fine <laughs> you know i'm not that's gonna your take choice that. yeah <laughs> your body um, your choice you know exactly choose to go to work um <laughs> but it really is really is beneficial and for the people who say like yeah but what about people who don't choose to have kids like well that's where the paid mm-hmm. medical leave comes in and you mm-hmm. can't you don't know if you're going to get into a car accident you don't know if you're going to get diagnosed with um, something like cancer so mm-hmm. these these things that are put into place um, benefit any human who has any chance of developing any sort of disease um, not that childbirth isn't a disease uh, any sort of <laughs> disease or um, have kids and they also tend to account for when you're adopting kids which is important um, mm-hmm. and you know you need to think about couples where it isn't a man and a woman um what they need and how much hate like put put Pete Buttigieg got for <laughs> taking yeah. leave, um, right? When it's like him and his husband adopted twins, and mm-hmm. um, it's just like, can we for all this shit where you purport to care about like children and babies again? Like, okay, <laughs> let's mm-hmm. support, um, let's support that because. Yeah, there are long, there are short and long term benefits to everyone involved when a child mm-hmm. is born and the parents are given the option to take leave. Everyone, yeah. literally everyone wins. Um, it is so, it's just, I feel like the silly, dangerous ideology that keeps us from it. This idea that it's like, yeah. oh, there's some sort of weakness in it or it's not a priority. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so, 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 so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it also, this also reminds me, we had a question from um, Chris at uh, Asia Victoria podcast, who we love. Um, and he tagged us in someone asked a question about if there are any accessible feminist books or resources on motherhood that they can gift to a loved one this Christmas. And I wondered if you, if there was anything that popped up for you that you like might know of or could recommend one book i read um expecting better by i think emily oster um who i mean you have to take it she's an economist not a doctor um Mm -hmm. so you know you should cross-reference what she's saying with other research out there but it's basically her looking at it's for during pregnancy specifically and looking at the evidence um on what 
is because there's a lot of shit you're told you can't do um and a lot of shit you're told you should do and there is a lot of truth to some of it some of it's kind of like okay well actually you can take a bath and you can eat mm-hmm. sushi under these circumstances and you can't you know so she sort of sifts through all the things you're told you should shouldn't do um and comes out with recommendations based on where the actual like data is like mm. for instance you shouldn't smoke cigarettes <laughs> that's not a mm-hmm. that's not a thing <laughs> at all a single cigarette is really 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 dangerous basically cuts off um smoking anything basically cuts off the oxygenation to the baby Oof. don't do that um and then she looks at epidurals and things during the actual labor process and goes through like misconceptions about them truths about them so i thought it was helpful um in sort of looking at all of those the rules and restrictions and the because you're told so much shit from so many people the second yeah you get pregnant it's like oh well this 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 and that and you know i have some like medical background and some understanding of things but at the same time there's just so much so mm-hmm. much you're told by so many people um mm-hmm. and like i said she's an economist not um a medical professional so i would you know cross-reference things before mm-hmm. making changes in my life but um i thought it was a really helpful starting point with that um and then one thing in terms of like a free resource that i've really um gotten a lot out of was honestly just a subreddit um they have different ones depending on what month you're due and so i was in one or i am in one for november 2021 and they're called Mm -hmm. bumpers so like you just google (laughs) reddit november 2021 bumpers and then once you join it's like private to you and the other people in it there's like hundreds of people in it um Uh and it's a really great tool there's also like accompanying facebook groups and other ways but i really liked that because it's a way to connect with other people who are going through the same thing as you mm-hmm. um and sort of their experiences um because if you don't have you know i'm the first i have my brothers and their wives have kids but none of my like close friends have kids um mm-hmm. and so sometimes it's like you don't want to just like complain at people or <laughs> like <laughs> there's only so much i mean today i talked about my mucus plug a lot but uh, <laughs> I wanted to hear it. <laughs> well, you, but you just love that shit. You know, you just love mucus plugs. You're just such a fanatic about it. I'm a but mucus plug fanatic historically. <laughs> Historic. It's just the, the data's there. Um, but that is really, really helpful. Um, and people, I saw people like recommending different books and stuff. I was mostly mm-hmm. I looked at the book I referenced. I have more books to read. Um, but it was things where I would I would draw from like the the knowledge I already had and like research things um mm-hmm. sort of as things came up um I didn't read a lot of books cover to cover I also haven't had a lot of, a lot of time yeah you've been but, really busy <laughs> but I also want to look into um you know because once she's out there's other stuff too so I there's some kids I used to work with where I really liked the way that their parents parented so looking at different evidence-based like parenting philosophies um yeah but there's no shortage of people's opinions out there um god (laughs) so i think it's just i think joining a group where there's other a lot of other people where you Mm -hmm. can you know kind of find people to talk to is helpful Mm -hmm. um and then looking into 
looking into, you know, the opinions and the research out there, but making sure that it's um, legit. Because yeah. <laughs> the thing about the internet is anyone can post shit out there. So, you know, yeah. there's someone who will who will say that it's you should never get your child vaccinated because X, Y, and Z. And you can read that and then think, okay, let's look at this. Um, right. This is wrong. <laughs> right. You're right. saying it, but it's not true. So it's sort of a double-edged sword because you can find something supporting anything. But I think finding a community is important. Looking at, like, the data that is available um, mm-hmm. and making your decisions and talking to your your midwife or your OBGYN. And if you feel like something's amiss, getting another opinion. Um, mm-hmm. But there's there's no shortage of, of info out there. I think it's just a matter of finding a community you click with and being able to parse through the shit. Yeah. Oh, the there's also an instagram i'm <laughs> i'm caucasian but I've, <laughs> it was, I've seen some um it's latinx parenting um and they have a lot of really <laughs> i'm not i'm not latinx, this is great but they have a lot of um really i really like their the parenting approaches that they they post about on there um it's very yeah, I like it. So that's another. That's great. One I like to scroll at. So that's my long-winded answer. Uh, stuff. I love it. I love it. I'm so feeling. Um, it's so surreal because, like you say, you are like you're the first in your friend group. You're the first in my like you know of of my friends and peers really like that I'm very close to to be having a baby. Um, yeah. And it's a huge. It's huge. It's a huge. Like it's. It's so exciting. It's so nerve wracking, I'm sure. Um, and it, it yeah. is like, yeah, I'm just, I mean, I'm very excited for you. And I'm also like, wow, this is like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like a moment that I'm thinking back to like how long we've known each other and how long, you know, and our, our lives and like, we it's just emotional a little. Yeah. Yeah. No, it yeah. is. Yeah. It's nuts. Um, and I, I don't always love being the, f- I feel like with different, like with losing a parent and with dealing with like taking care of aging parents. And I feel like I've had to be the first in a lot of things. And I don't always love it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's why I really, I really enjoy the, the little groupy group. Cause there's people who like, I'm excited for all y'all bitches to get pregnant. And be like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> But it's oh, also man. really different for every human being. Like, apparently, there are some people who say they love being pregnant. That's, so, I just already know that's not going to be me. So no worries there. They love it. <laughs> and then I do have one friend who is pregnant now. Um, she's a few months behind me. And she, and she, poor thing, is five feet tall. And her baby's measuring in, like, the 99th percentile. And, oh. Um, so it's been it's been nice because it's like a little bit ahead of her but we're you know she'll be talking about mm-hmm. like because you get these things like you get like really intense nerve pains just depending on like where your baby's mm-hmm. having to be sitting and it's like shooting stabbing pains that just happen yeah. or it gets hard to breathe at a certain point because your lungs get like all these things that just happen um yeah so it's i don't wish i don't wish the pain on her but it has been kind of cathartic to like talk to her and um yeah and hear about the things that are happening um yeah with her but no it's it's nuts and I'm, i want i want more people to have babies so i can 
Put the babies. <laughs> put the babies together. <laughs> no pressure. People should yeah. procreate if they want to. Um, Some of us just take longer finding people from uh, you know, what the whole dating process took longer than anyone. Yeah, that's, wants, that's you know too. It's like uh, you, you have gotta to find a person. I know a person that you want to have a child with or be wildly financially stable. Um, yeah. do it solo but like woof that sounds hard um yeah and it's interesting because it's like where like I'm 30 and I'm the first whereas in like a lot of parts of the country it's like yeah all right I'm I'm 23 here's my third you've got eight like <laughs> yeah so it's no it definitely speaks yeah. to our group yeah being on, yeah like in these groups it's like some people are like 25 and having their second and I'm like all right I feel old here yeah but um, but then there's also people who are 40 and having their first, you know, it's, it's interesting how it kind of depends where you are and what your life experience is so far. And generally people surround themselves with similar people. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, I am excited for, <laughs> take that IUD out, girl. See what happens. No, thank you. We can arrange a marriage <laughs> between our babies. <laughs> it's my plan. It's my goal. That's your goal. That's your goal. Yeah. Yeah. I have a few steps to, to check, check a few boxes to check before I'm ready. <laughs> Fine. I just need someone to have a baby so I can arrange the marriage. I know. Well, so, well, actually, I don't know. I don't know who that would be from our friends. <laughs> our friends, hypothetical kids that haven't even, yeah. Haven't even been um, conceived. <laughs> no, a glint in the milkman's eye. Right. <laughs> what a phrase. What a phrase. Right? Oh, God. Like, it's so, it actually grosses me out so much because it feels kind of almost predatory, doesn't it? Or yeah. is that just me? Glint no, in the milkman? Yeah, it's not like a fun mischief. It's like, um, <laughs> feels predatory. Um, like, it's, like, something he already knows is going to happen. Yeah. Maybe, like, the milk woman doesn't know. Yeah, it's, like, the what? <laughs> like, how you've paired the milkman with the milk woman. <laughs> I know. He's some other woman. The milkman could just be delivering the milk to, like, whoever, you know. Milkman right. and milk women don't have to be together. Don't have to like be pairing. I don't know. antiquated idea about that. milk relationships. <laughs> but it does feel like the milkman just goes around impregnating people. Yeah glinting or glinting glinting at them <laughs> well there are those fucking dudes who just like want to get as many people pregnant as possible that like weird thing that that's is a whole nother <laughs> disgusting i i told you right the one of some uh, someone from my past who texted when i was like 20 being like oh, like it's something about like having my baby or me having his baby and i was just like that is honestly so horrendous to me I to be as to be like just one of the most shocking things anyone's ever said I was just like the fact that my body biologically could do that theoretically is upsetting could have his baby when what a father he would be that guy (laughs) that guy I wonder what his parenting philosophy would be (laughs) I I shudder it's just Ugh, talk about glint <laughs> oh he was full of glint he was all glint he is the milkman with the glint in his eye um sending you snapchats from the tub <laughs> i know i got rid of snapchat and he was the reason i mean i feel partially. like if you re-downloaded it you just have like 30 from him 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not attractive to just unsolicited, you know, tub picks. Mm-hmm. Tub picks. Don't um, need it. Don't want it. Don't want it. Well, <laughs> anyway, that's your partially why I'm not really, uh, <laughs> why I'm not, uh, it took me longer to find a guy that I wanted to, uh, maybe. <laughs> I think definite upgrade. <laughs> I think your current partner is leaps and bounds. Uh, yeah. Preferable <laughs> okay. to, uh, to that that young man um <laughs> wish him the best but uh, no you've got a, you've got a good egg there yeah yeah I feel very lucky very lucky oh man <laughs> anyway should we yell about Kyle Rittenhouse for a minute yeah let's do that um because there's been a lot of steaming hot bad takes um in the wake of Kyle Rittenhouse being um cleared not found not guilty on all charges every single one of them not guilty um and it's it's actually it's hard to know where to begin because it does feel like such an obvious miscarriage of justice um and i understand it's not that i'm uh like in a liberal bubble where i'm not understanding what the law might or might not say about self-defense or what uh the law says about um minors carrying guns, although I would encourage uh, people to check out the PolitiFact um, where they kind of go through like, it is not quote unquote perfectly legal. They stand by saying it's not perfectly legal for him. And they go into like what the intent of the law was and, you know, what is legal versus it, it's it's obviously murky. So it's not, mm. it is not, and I even got my conservative aunt to agree to that. <laughs> I texted yes. her the bullet I said oh. like, it is legally murky, you know? Um, so I think we can all, like most reasonable people could at least agree that that, that charge being, that misdemeanor charge being dropped about the guns was incredibly frustrating. And my aunt had said, because I'm kind of bringing this in, I'm bringing a conservative aunt into this conversation because I feel like it's important that we be engaging with what they're saying. And like, I'm just, this is like my degree of separation with like a very frustrating kind of perspective that I have encountered. Um, She was like, I feel like people wouldn't be happy with a misdemeanor charge anyway. I think she's right about that. And I think people would be right to not have been happy with just Mm -hmm. a misdemeanor charge. However, it's another thing that he got off on. Like, so mm-hmm. we're adding to this cumulative narrative that what he did completely was within legal bounds and required absolutely no um, legal action against him. He's walking free after killing two people and wounding another. And he was carrying a gun. He was underage. He got his friend got him the gun, and it was a technicality that it was he had a long barrel gun versus a short barrel gun. Um, and that, but like to the fact that, and he was impersonating an EMT, he was, he had those blue gloves on, he was impersonating basically, he was cosplaying basically like a cop and an EMT and, um, putting himself like crossing, crossing state lines, getting into a, a situation where it's like what came first, chicken or the egg a little bit, like, well, when does, does self-defense apply when you come in here with a threatening weapon and you're wielding it and you started shooting and now you and then people come after you because they think that you've just killed someone which you have Mm -hmm. and then you then retaliate because you think that you need self-defense at that point but you put yourself it is not like someone came into your home or onto your property Mm -hmm. and then you needed the self-defense at that point and you were reacting you were aggressively putting yourself in a position 
Right. So that's my like overall. I so so worry that like I mean I I don't I don't worry. Worrying implies that maybe it's unrealistic. I I am positive that this is going to embolden people to further vigilante justice and um, it's going to be violent and scary and it's and the people that will be harmed are going to be protesters absolutely and it's there's a lot of people I feel like a lot of people who are pleased with the decisions um and Mm. when I saw acquitted on all accounts not shocked Mm. but I was just so so upset um Mm -hmm. it's like I can understand legally why for instance the person who had a gun that was pointed at Kyle mm-hmm. house um mm-hmm. why okay yeah you could make that argument but i still um have a hard time with the particularly the, his um his first victim um yes who you know i just mm, from the facts presented in the video <laughs> i just mm-hmm. have a hard time buying that one um, but all the the people I feel like who not all the people but a lot of the people who support Kyle Rittenhouse are similar people to the ones who say like oh you just need a good guy with a gun and right the people <laughs> the second and third person that Kyle Rittenhouse shot um, saw him as an active shooter and mm-hmm. were trying to stop him uh, perceived him as the bad guy with the gun because he had just killed somebody. Um, mm-hmm. And then they, one of them was killed and the other one was shot. Um, and Kyle was acquitted on all those charges. Um, the only, it is interesting that the only one who had a gun um, was the one who survived. Um, mm-hmm. And the other two men were killed by Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, yeah, it's, you see, these people were trying to stop him because he had just killed somebody and Mm -hmm. there's just like no room for nuance with the people who are defending him. They're just, he's a hero. Um, You disagree. You you don't get, you don't have the facts, right? It's like, no, you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's not, that's not true. And I saw a lot of people making the, um, the connection on the internet about all the the women who are in jail um, for, killing or um otherwise harming abusive partners Mm -hmm. Um, yes and self-defense not being found in those instances um Mm -hmm. when you know you have largely um you know women of color are found to be guilty of those types of charges um when they're victims of of domestic violence and i mean not gonna get into a whole a whole spiel on domestic violence but now get into it if you want to (laughs) this is our show (laughs) yeah it's like people say oh just leave but if this is our show (laughs) but you know (laughs) the most dangerous time in a domestic violence relationship is when the woman leaves um Mm -hmm. so it's not anyway self-defense i can see clear (laughs) clear cases of that in instances where women are locked up but then you have kyle rittenhouse Mm -hmm. who fucking bumbled around with his gun and his cosplay and mm-hmm. because the interpretation of self-defense is him being afraid for his life, basically, um, mm-hmm. he's just acquitted on everything when it's like, why did you, why did you need to go there and just, God, what a fucking mess he created. And mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that the just 
acceptance of this like weird vigilante justice legally um is really scary and it's like you can already see in the language of people on the interwebs that it is already it's empowering and emboldening people and of course it would be (laughs) it's saying you can show up to a protest with a gun um Mm -hmm. an ar-15 and shoot three people killing two of them um when two of them didn't have weapons i guess like the skateboard um yeah and be acquitted of, of everything and like yeah mm-hmm. the, the misdemeanor charge wouldn't have been enough but he still should have you know that doesn't mean he didn't deserve to be charged with it um and i still don't think it was um just that he was acquitted on all charges from my reading of the of the law and the evidence um mm-hmm. i can understand how self-defense flew with the, the person who had the gun um and arguably even with the skateboard person, even though I still think you should have been charged with something, but right. It's, and just his like free as fuck shirt and him just feeling Kyle Rittenhouse, just feeling validated, you know, mm-hmm. and held up as this ugh, hero to so many people. It's just so fucking disgusting. Um, even if you think that, he technically was committing a self-defense rather than murders. Um, you really, do you really think he acted appropriately? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like there should, if there isn't, and again, I think legally <laughs> there is the, um, the ability to convict him on things, but even if you believe mm-hmm. that they're legally, they shouldn't have, they should have acquitted him on everything. There should be mm-hmm. other charges then, <laughs> you know, there should yeah. be, he should be held accountable in some way legally. Like the justice system is broken if this isn't working. Um, right. So fuck Kyle Rittenhouse. And I just, uh, I'm so, this oh, smug little face. I know. He, like, what's he going to do d- now? You know? Oh, Ugh. he's going to intern for Madison Cawthorn. Oh God. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, Madison Cawthorn immediately, um, like put on his Instagram, he, Madison Cawthorn, by the way, is the, um, he's a congressman, a young congressman um, accused of sexual assault many times, um, but he's currently serving in Congress from North Carolina, I believe. Um, he rec- uh, he immediately got on his Instagram, offered Kyle Rittenhouse an internship, and then told people to be armed, dangerous, and motivated or something like that. It was like, be armed, be dangerous, be motivated. It was just like, okay, cool um coming from a member of congress and mm-hmm. um Brittany um packnet cunningham who i love um she tweeted you know what train always runs on time the calls for peace whenever black and marginalized folks are given reason to be upset y'all don't mean peace that requires justice you mean order where were the calls for peace when kyle rittenhouse took his ar-15 to play cowboy and the police just let him walk on by home homeboy went in looking for a gun looking went with a gun looking for a fight but who gets the warning um, you know, I, I think that it's important and I, I would, uh, you know, I know my aunt doesn't listen to this podcast because she quote wants to like me, but, um, <laughs> but if, um, you know, cause she was making a distinction, um, via Instagram about, um, order versus, uh, like, you know, violence, not wanting there to be violence in the streets and, and, you know, basically law and order. And I think that there's an important, important distinctions to be made, just like Brittany, um, Packnett Cunningham points out between peace and order and who, who gets 
who gets the benefit of peace really and like who who is the order really being imposed upon um mm-hmm. and um it's just upholding dynamics that i think and and it's so sad because you see the the conversations beyond from twitter and beyond i mean into the academic spheres when we talk about um basically that this is like a system of white supremacy upholding itself and people people <laughs> people on both sides get very upset about that language um, because they feel like it's too bombastic or um, too hyperbolic. And it's like, but it really, you know, and I've tried to think about that and it's like, I mean, I've tried, I've thought about it. Um, And it's like, no, I I really don't think it is because we are talking about systems that are um, antiquated and based in, um, white supremacist violence and then there's the judge i mean every part of this failed is failing um, every part of the justice system seems to be failing specific communities and the people in power in these systems almost exclusively are a specific group of people and so the judge in this case um his actions did seem to uphold uphold these systems very comfortably. You know, he was like so thankful for the jury and he was just like very casually making weird jokes and weird comments. Like we're in a murder trial, dude, like cool it with these like weird jokes and self, you know, references with your phone. And then the decisions that he actually, and we got into this in our last episode, so I'm not going to like rehash it, but just, he made a lot of decisions about verbiage and what the prosecutors could and couldn't say, what could be admitted for evidence, what couldn't. Those are all his decisions. And then that impacts the way that the jury is going to interpret self-defense and the way that they're going to frame their like their uh, lens through which they see what is relevant to the case. Um, and there are, this is just complicated and systems uphold each other, like systems that have been in place for a long time. So I, I absolutely think that there it's, 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 it's not hyperbolic to say that this is a system that is upholding white supremacy ultimately <laughs> absolutely and a little sidebar about madison cawthorn he's the congressman who was telling mothers to raise their sons to be monsters oh thank you for that yeah, mm. just like, oh Excellent. of course you're offering little kyle little kyle an internship um he's been raised the way you want little fucking monster right um, yeah, and monster. how dangerous that there's this fucking precedent that you can go somewhere with a gun and kill unarmed people but because you were scared it's fine i just right dangerous dangerous precedent and um yeah certain certainly um a lot of things to consider in terms of white supremacy and racism in this country and who's allowed to do what um Mm -hmm. and god how and when is this justice system going to ever be just i don't know i don't know what we can do is look at the specific laws that failed and say change the loophole in wisconsin where it's long barrel versus short barrel make it much clearer what you mean by an underage you know by a minor and what do you mean by hunting you know what do you mean by like you know make it clearer do not make it intentionally like this sort of up in the air situation, um, you know, be more clear about what you mean by self-defense. Um, so I guess the only thing that I'm left with is like, okay, well, 
you know, let's try to let's try to reform the laws so that things are clear. Unfortunately, because of gerrymandering, a lot of these states have are dominated by Republicans um, and they are only going to work to make the laws more vague and um, give less power to, um, you know, the, the, the increasing national majority, which is mm-hmm. reasonable people who want reasonable legislation. So let's just, we just have to work extra hard to try to make sure that people's, the majority's voices are actually represented here. Absolutely. And definitely um, we'll, we'll want to see what happens in the Ahmad um, Arbery yes. trial. Um, oh my God. <laughs> so that's because that's going on um and i'm holding my face again yeah and we'll, we'll see what happens with that i mean that was yeah an unarmed black man who was just existing jogging. in the neighborhood jogging going on a jog was murdered mm-hmm. um in cold blood mm-hmm. um so we'll see um we'll see what what justice happens there i mean the only justice would be if i mean the fact that, yeah if that had happened but happening at all um, shows what kind of a, a country we're living in, um, what kind of a world and what kind of people there are. Um, mm-hmm. But if, yeah, hopefully there will be convictions aplenty there. Um, but even, mm-hmm. even if there are, it's still, still not a just, not not a, it's not yeah. a just world when that happens um, and there's any sort of debate about it. Absolutely. No. All right. Well, well, on that uplifting note. <laughs> uh, well, it feels like the good thing for today is that you are you've made it to maternity leave. Uh, yes, she's made it. <laughs> she's made it. She's made it. You've had such a busy couple of months. It was like comical how much stuff aligned to make you not able to just like start pumping the brakes you actually had to like accelerate your life uh yeah it was you know. it was a bit much but <laughs> you got pump, through. pump the brakes and pump my pump my titties <laughs> <laughs> breast pump that's another oh thing gotta figure gosh. out this whole breast pump thing weird yeah man. It's like a it's cow. so weird <laughs> wow that's crazy yeah. uh well for people who are listening we're gonna try to record um, one more before you're fully on maternity leave, but I'm not, you know, everything's kind of, we'll just, we're kind of playing it by ear, but, um, you know, so you might hear from us one more time or I don't even know a couple more times. We have to talk about it offline, but, um, you know, and then there'll be, there'll be a maternity leave slash hiatus period, which will be very, uh, exciting hopefully exciting and for for Aaron and um it'll be good and rejuvenating to have a little a little pause from the weekly episodes that we've been releasing for three years at this point every week um so it's been we've we've uh we've really been doing it we've been doing it um yeah but if you have any suggestions or I think this might be a time where we can think about if we might 
have any any minor any any restructures or anything that we're thinking like we might maybe we'll switch it up when we come back who knows what we're gonna do but if you have any if listeners have any like feedback or anything that you want to hear more of or less of well uh, <laughs> um, more good things less we see is I don't know if we can do that though because I but anyway your your feedback is um is always welcome and appreciated so that's that okay Woo! Well, Feminists Without Mystique is a part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.com slash podcast. Bye. Bye.